decided they need to like write a list of all the interesting like planets and names where Rick and Morty go to. I was watching the Pluto episode the other night where they were like, oh, the Plutonians. And it's like, oh, Flippy Nips or whatever. <laughs> I was like, that's a fantastic name. You know, it's just Flippy the Nips. the writer getting drunk and rambling. Yeah, pretty much. But it's fantastic. Fantastic rambling. I like like it. if you watch some of his older stuff, like that's what like it's just filled with like random verbiage. Yeah, I I appreciate that. So, welcome to Kinkcast, where we sometimes apparently talk about Rick and Morty before the show starts. Eh, yeah, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just. Yeah. I'm a yeah. fan of the show. I'm ready for the new season. It was very embarrassing being a fan during the whole uh, Szechuan sauce fiasco. Yeah. Of 2018. Was it 17? I don't know. I think it was 17. I think it was two years ago. Many people perished in pursuit of the Szechuan Szechuan sauce. It was just, people were just being ridiculous. And... To quote one of my favorite podcasters, in this day and age, if you're doing something ironically, you're just doing it. Yeah. Like, if you're watching something ironically, you're just watching it. Because no one else can tell. And uh, some of those uh, some of those fans of Rick and Morty who thought they were uh, doing something ironically and making fun of the people who are hardcore fans of Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. well, guess what? To everyone else, it just appears as if you're the insane fan of Rick and Morty that's <laughs> screaming your head off and going re 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 in mm-hmm. the middle of a McDonald's. It doesn't appear that that's the. F- it does appear that that's the fan base, but it's because of you, mm-hmm. and everyone just thinks that's you. No one thinks, oh, this is representative of the rest of the fans, not this guy. But yep, Dana. Yeah. Oh, okay, did you fine. Know today, what I tried out a new feature. On my Amazon Alexa. Ooh, okay. She's listening to us right now. She just lit up because she heard her name. Yeah. Uh, she likes when she, you talk to her. Last night, I when I set my alarm, which I used the uh, Echo for, it said, hey, if you would like, I can do a musical alarm. All you have to do is ask for a musical alarm. I was like, okay, that's... Okay, I'll try that out. I was like, okay, I set my alarm for blah, blah, blah in the morning. Uh, and she responded, okay, alarm set for blah, blah, blah in the morning. And I can't remember exactly the musician she said, but it was someone along the lines of Marvin Gaye. Oh, okay, okay. And so I was like, okay, that's that's a little soft. I don't know if I'll be able to wake up to that. Yeah. But... Okay, whatever. I, I have but a back- Marvin Gaye is for getting hard. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I had a backup alarm, though. Okay, just good. In case. Good, yeah. Instead, what I woke up to was the Imperial March by John Williams <laughs> blaring at full volume in my room. And I just tested this before we started recording. And I asked it before I took a nap, before we recorded, to set an alarm mm-hmm. to see... Maybe it just messed up. (laughs) 
And it said, going to, like, she was going to play select tracks from the 90s, like a playlist that I might listen to or something. Right. Instead, she played Ennio Marconi <laughs> and was just played the soundtrack from The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, which is a great <laughs> soundtrack, but decidedly not 90s music <laughs> at all. And then the next song on it was just audio from The Gladiator, the movie. <laughs> That's it. It was it was a uh, 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 River Phoenix. Oh, like not even music, just River Phoenix talking to Kurt Russell <laughs> in that movie, asking the gladiator what his or asking Spaniard, what is your name? You fight well, and him refusing to give his name because the emperor killed his family. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with Alexa? <laughs> I think she, I think yours for sure has a sense of humor. Like all the times that we have introduced her or used her on different podcasts that we've done, like, and also just being around you in general for an extended amount of time has probably caused her to develop a sense of humor. Okay. I had to wake up at three o'clock in the morning this morning to the Imperial, to the Imperial March at full volume. (laughs) It was bam, bam. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Damn, girl, chill. Um, uh, that's wild. I spiked, I spiked the <laughs> audio a, a little bit. A few times. During- Just clipping a lot. Anyways. I was, I was, funny. I was upset. I was like, I was expecting, <laughs> you know, it's like you put on a radio station mm-hmm. and you're expecting like Blackbird or yesterday, mm-hmm. or something like that. Something Here soothing. Comes the sun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you get some bombastic, like, <laughs> hit you in the balls music that's just like, time to wake up, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> if only she had, like, um, I don't know, like, USB supported arms that could just, like, slap you. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I don't, I think she's becoming, I think she's the first step in Skynet. Yeah, she's sent, totally sentient. Yeah, she's she's going to send a Terminator back in time, and it's just going to be a little black disc. Well, she's learning stuff. I have to tell you a story. I am also learning stuff, and I was hesitant to share. But I'm making you. But you're making me. Um, I am a ripe old age of 29, once over, and uh, I have finally learned where some of the very important female anatomy is because honestly, my West Texas upbringing has failed me and sex ed has failed me. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I, I actually had to you do some research. I knew where that one was. That's okay. pretty hard to miss, especially cause I use that regularly. And okay. I mean, I guess I use everything pretty regularly, but like, you know, they. It, there's a reason why whenever you're watching those travel shows and they're like selling multi-million dollar houses to people, they're like, hey, 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 the thing that's important is location, location, location. I am learning that that is that is applicable to this as well. Apparently, it's important to know the location of a lot of your bits and pieces. And I you found out yeah, where your butthole was. I knew where that one was, okay. too. Um, you know, you, you learn these things over time. Okay. I'm pretty sure I've been aware of that one for a long time, actually. Uh-huh. But 
uh, yeah, I had no no idea where the urethra was. Oh. Which is hilarious, because for a long time, I thought it was basically under the clit. Which, I mean, it is. But, like, I literally thought it was, like, boom, right below the clit. Mm -hmm. Like, the clit is the nice, like, fun thing to play with. And the pee comes out right below Below. that. No, no, no. It's significantly below that. Yeah, I've seen diagrams. And I'm like, damn, how did I not know about this about my own body? Because I'm 29, Perpetually, well, I mean, and I it, should know this, but I did not. I did wasn't not. It like, so I think your sex ed was just like a picture of Jesus, and it just said no, right? Yeah, it just said, "Ladies, keep your legs shut, and we won't have any problems." And your husband will tell you everything you need to know on your wedding night. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then lay back and think of Texas. Think of so, Texas. Yeah, think of it's the, big. Yeah, I think well and dry. Yeah. <laughs> Except Houston. Which and painful is to nice. live in um, yeah. <laughs> right now. Governor Abbott. Um, he, did you know he's in a wheelchair? I, I did know. And I'm only picking him on him because he recently signed the sick, Save the Chick-fil-A bill. Oh, I saw did that. Did you see that? I saw that where they have to... Uh, a, a certain city in Texas was not giving preferential treatment mm-hmm. to Chick-fil-A. They were treating them as if they were any other business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the state of Texas is suing this city in Texas so that Chick-fil-A will get preferential treatment over other businesses. That was kind of dumb. But it was really interesting because it showed a picture of like, hmm, I'll have to think about signing this bill after dinner, and then it had his, like, computer with, like, a Chick-fil-A cup and, like, a bag. And I was just like, Abbott, you can suck my giant hairy balls, because... What happened to being, you know... He's a dickwad. Uh, hey. Pretending that you're not biased? <laughs> yeah. In other Texas news, can I mention one other thing? Dennis Quaid, which I'll admit is a silver fox that I've always had a little bit of a, like, a crush on. I prefer his brother, Randall Quaid. Really? I'm not sure if I've seen him. Who is he? I don't know who I don't know who that is. Is that a joke? Okay, oh, I've right. got some things to show you. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that uh, up. You know the guy from uh, Independence Day who flies his uh jet into the mothership and is like, I'm back the crazy guy. Oh, the cuckoo banana one. Yeah, yeah. he he wasn't playing too far off uh he wasn't acting. <laughs> Oh, that's his norm. Yeah, he, okay. he crazy. There's a uh, there's a sex tape with him and his wife, and they're both wearing, like, I think they're, like, pig masks. Hey, you know what? We're okay and with that here. We're he, okay with that well, here. Well, he publicly released it. It wasn't, like, a leaked tape. It was, like, I, I, do believe, I do believe he is shouting political propaganda during it. You know, whatever he's, gets uh, you off. He's hardcore alt-right, and I believe he abandoned the United States oh. a while back for Canada. And Canada's trying to be like, get out, we don't want you here. Wow. Randall wow. Quaid. Randall uh, Quaid. Yeah, Quaid. I don't really want to look him up now. Um, but Dennis Quaid mm. is dating a 26-year-old PhD student from UT. Like, publicly. I was like, damn, he's like, he's 60? 64? Mm-hmm. And he's like living the dream. Hello, cradle robbing. Um, but hey, perks to, perks to him, man. Like I saw a picture of them together, and I was like, you know what? I've had those fantasies with Dennis Quaid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, I get it. But like, hats off, dude. And like, big Texas ten gallon hats off to you because 
everything's nicer in Texas. That is I, decidedly you know, untrue. That didn't work. That didn't work. All right, sorry. Just had to like wave that Texas flag for a uh, second. Texas did do something that made sense to me that recently, though. They, What's that? They just uh, passed a bill through the House to raise the smoking age to 21. I wonder if that goes for vaping, too. Yes. It does? Any wow. Tobacco, any tobacco products. Very cool. Which I am more along the lines of, well, because I think the drinking and smoking age should be the same. Mm-hmm. But I think the drinking age should actually be lowered, not the smoking age raised. Mm-hmm. And I actually think the drinking age should be lowered to 16. And the smoking age should be like 18 or above. So I don't think they should be the same. I think the drinking age should be younger. Like you're up. <laughs> like you're up. Oh, man. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of Texas Cast. Um, now that that's over, we can get into the kinky shit. And we have a lot to talk about this week. Um, I am excited to find what you've found because, you know, you're you're the kingpin of research this week. Scuttle, scuttle. We're talking about the crab this week. Yeah. The cancer. You know what? Cancery crabs, man. Like yep. that's that's a real a real thing, and you have to look out for that because it gets itchy sometimes, especially in the so summertime. You are making a crab you- joke. <laughs> Damn it! As I, I, I wasn't sure if you were. Scuttle, <laughs> like cancery crabs. Are you afraid well, of? Well, cancery crabs. Are you afraid of like crab sushi that might have cancer? <laughs> no, 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 no. Crab sushi, uh, completely different. Uh, in sexual terms. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Dana. And I am Chris. And you're you're crispy bacon. Yeah, did we introduce the show? It's KingCast, though. It's KingCast. And this is episode 91. And today we are continuing our kinky Zodiac series with the Cancer Man. I feel like at some point we should swap the man and the woman so that the lady comes first in one of these. But... Not this week. We're following the the setup of the book. I think that's fair. Yep. Okay, so I'm curious because, like, it's always different. It's always important to kind of um, see how they title that particular person that we're talking about, this this, um, sign. So I know, like, we've had, like, the giver or the gift, and we've We've had, had like, the... uh, The Gemini was the... uh, the ultimate, I believe. The oh, I, I don't think that's right. Actually, you yeah, should definitely I think, double check. I that. do believe it was the best ever. No, it was the Goodfellow. <laughs> the Goodfellow. It was Robin, Robin of yeah. Locksley, Robin Goodfellow. And then the gift, and then before that, we had the Taurus um, titles, which I think are pretty. I mean, pretty I, accurate. I do. I do want to state them because I think we did miss one of them. Uh, the Taurus male was the the idol. Okay. And the Taurus... Gemini... Oh, sorry. The Taurus female was the ideal. Ideal, that's because it. Because they like plays on words. Yes. And those, respectively, because they give them two titles. Uh, the Taurus man was the sign of sexual desire. The uh, Taurus woman is the sign of sexual response. The Gemini man is, as I said, the good fellow, and he is the sign of sexual stimulation. The Gemini woman was the sign of sexual provocation. Provocation. Ooh. Provocative woman. Yeah. Okay. Um. Are you just going to do that for... <laughs> <laughs> do you do that for every one of them? <laughs> the worst. So tell me about cancer, because like, how does that actually play into the others that we've talked about and its relationship to the, I don't know, the sexual, the sextrology of all of this? The cancer man, they give the title of the player. 
which I completely do not understand whatsoever based upon how he is described in the text. (laughs) He is the opposite of a player, if anything. It is the sign of sexual potential. Mm. So should we call him um, a contender instead? He's like not playing the game, but he's like he's got the possibility of playing the game. No, it's, I don't know. Okay, I, I I think I get why it calls him a player because okay. he's always acting. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Not because he's like hitting up all the ladies. Mm-hmm. He's not a womanizer. No, player. he's t- no, he's not a womanizer. <laughs> okay, he is always acting though. Okay. Uh, the Cancer Man is the Zodiac's Prince Charming. Aww. Seemingly tailor-made to the specifications of a traditionally-minded woman, the, cran- the Cancer's prime motivation is to be recognized as the proverbial good provider. Oh, that's kind of boring. Yes. Okay, unless they're talking about, like, providing in the bedroom, like, then that's okay, but, like... No! Nope. Like, just being a regular old provider, that's... There's something, like, kind of... Um, like it said, he's the Prince Charming. Okay. He's the dude with the coiffed hair that has no... Acts as if he has no bad desires, at least. Okay. Uh, he prides himself on being the model boyfriend, husband, or lover, and no guy is more a family man than he. For cancer, sex is an act of worship, whereby he gives himself utterly to a woman. In same-sex bonds, he retains his straight-arrow public air playing the part of a prized but companionable lover who won't be defined by his sexual orientation. In private, however, no male is more compliant and eager to be immersed in the depths of erotic experience. Ooh. Okay, so he's a willing participant. I feel like they should just give him a participation badge. Yeah. Rather than saying he's a player, like I feel like that's... The participator. The connotation. Yeah, there we go. There we go. You were here. Congrats. <laughs> you participated. You were willing to take part. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think I've talked about this before. The, it breaks it up. The book breaks it up into uh, three different sections. The sign in the mind, the body and the soul, and then the sex and sexuality. Okay. So the sign and the mind. The most consistently popular leading man in Hollywood, leading men in Hollywood, are Cancerians. Ooh. It's a weird word. It is. The cosmic fourth house governed by the sign rules the general public at large, and in particular the female portion of the population. Cancer Man embodies the vision of male virtue from that collective female point of view. Okay. All right. So, yeah, it's it's the feminine ideal for masculinity. But, like, following super traditional gender norms. Yes. Like... I want a good man with a good job who helps. Not even really. No. No. Okay. He's a he's a baby. Oh no. no. Well, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Cancer men. So uh, the Cancer sign is ruled by the Moon, symbolic of the Mother Principle in astrology, and as the fourth sign, Cancer Cancer initiates the second quadrant of the zodiac. That which is concerned with the human environment and emotional experience. The sign of cancer represents the ideal perception of the universe from a, from a womanly or motherly perspective. Okay. 
So this is the man to like take home to mom. Yes, it's a motherly perception. Yes. Okay. So take Mr. This is the this is the good the goody two shoes boy. So you date the other one, but you take this one home to your mom. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is this <laughs> is the guy that will. He's got no sharp edges. Okay. Strange that it's he's a, a crab. Edge. It's, it's strange that he's a crab because he is very much just round and yeah fluffy. Uh, the cancer man is wedded to a woman. He is her eternal bi- bridegroom, doing right by her, deferring to the female in a relationship as the one who wears the pants. Oh wow! Okay, so maybe he's a little more submissive. Very, very, very much so. Okay, all right. We'll find out more about that, particularly in a minute, I guess. Uh, The sign of cancer corresponds to the ages of 21 through 28, a time when a young man has come of age and is is on the brink of maturity, being at once wet behind the ears and all potential for the future. Mm -hmm. And so he's, uh, it represents the marrying, quote, marrying age, whatever that means. I better get married in the next three days. (laughs) So, (sighs) the cancer man seeks the care of a protective female because it mirrors his cosmic vision of the universe as a wombly Mother Earth source of awe and protection. With men, on the other hand, he is extremely guarded. So he's, uh, he makes quick friends with women. Yeah. uh, And is very much subservient to them okay. and uh not so much men and uh he does hide his he's this this sign is very in tune with their femininity okay uh but they hide it a lot okay because they feel that it is incongruous with their masculinity right because they have to it's performative yes right you have to perform so they always act like okay. they're masculine Around any male friends that they do have. Right. Even though it's not a part of their nature. Yeah. Gotcha. The sign glyph is two sperms that are circling around each other. (laughs) It's the 69 on its side sign. Oh, But apparently that doesn't actually, it's not representative of sperm. Mm Because why would it be? Because they've had no idea what sperm look like. Yeah, it's like yin and yang. It's It's a balance. It's it's supposed to be two seeds. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, So moving on beyond... The the mystical, magical, what the moon controls their destiny mm-hmm. kind of thing uh, is the body and soul part. Uh, so what they look like is they uh, just look like the stereotypical, like, Mr. Nice Guy. Like, okay. if you've got a picture in your head of Mr. Nice Guy, like, clean shaven, uh, you know, that 1950s haircut. Uh, the, Dad. Yeah, leave it to beaver type. Yeah. Dad person. Yeah. Uh, this is him. Uh, uh, a few prominent famous ones are Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Tobey Maguire, Josh Hartnett, John Cusack, Harrison Ford, Robin Williams, Fester Stallone, and Kevin Bacon. I disagree that some of those look like the Mr. Nice Guy type. Maybe not in some iterations, like in some characters. But... I mean, Harrison Ford was the famously the rogue yes for most of his career until he just decided that getting high was more fun but i i do agree mr ford if you're listening yeah getting high is more fun 
Also, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're one of our listeners, wow, contact us. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Contact us because that that would be great. <laughs> Fly your pa- plane down here and rescue me. There we go. That's what he does. He flies the plane around and rescues people. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, the crab's appearance tends to be pleasing but placid and not exactly seething with sexuality. Even when blessed with extraordinarily good looks, he doesn't generate much heat. Rather, he is as cool and pale in spirit as the moon. Ah, okay. Because the moon guides them. Mm. I feel like I have, I think we have a friend of ours. I don't know when his birthday is, but now I'm curious because I'm like, hmm, I know somebody who fits a lot of these characteristics. I'm curious now when his birthday is because maybe there's some kind of connection there. What's the friend? I can believe it. (laughs) <laughs> I have no idea what his birthday is Really? I feel like he would fit into this He's very much a sweater wearing Chill <laughs> Kind of guy He does fit this Yeah He does The person you were talking about fits the bill of Yeah Dad Yes Yes The yeah. The stereotypical Old school TV dad. Yeah. Not like the 90s chubby fat dad. No. But yeah, the sweater wearing, pipe smoking. Mm-hmm. Come here, Sean. Let me, <laughs> let me tell you how to treat a lady. Yeah. <laughs> that voice just went off the rails real quick. <laughs> I was trying to mimic having a pipe in my mouth and it didn't come off. It came off as old man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, generally neither too tall nor short. Cancer will usually hover in height somewhere around the 5'9 or 5'10 mark. He is fairly well proportioned, neither overly muscular or broad-shouldered nor wimply built. They are usually lighter skinned than other men in their family, and uh, they can have somewhat of a washed-out expression regardless of their ethnic background. And if he is a white guy, his hair will often be the sort of mousy brown meets dirty blonde. Again, this stuff... Is all apparently mysticism controls our genes too. Yeah. All right. Listeners know my thoughts on this. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> he'll have a rather high hairline, and the form of his face is fittingly rather moon like, oval or even oblong. Are you taking notes? Um, yes. On what I'm saying? Well, I'm curious because, like, this is something we're going to discuss as we go along through this, too. So I feel like I like to keep abreast of the situation. Abreast. Fitting for later on when we figure out what his sexual proclivities are. Oh, goody. Okay. I salvaged that word. (laughs) Uh, (sighs) Uh, Cancer is rather sturdily built. Uh, he is, he'll, uh, be somewhat soft around the chest and middle, but not overly fat. Okay. So it's not like he's muscular. Good for cuddling, like a Hufflepuff. He's no Chris Hemsworth. He's, yeah, he is like a badger. Okay. You could just, he's like a Pillsbury (gasps) Doughboy. Oh my God. He's like pre-Guardians of the Galaxy Chris Pratt. Is that what you just said? Okay. (laughs) No. Oh. So the Pillsbury Doughboy. 
<laughs> I guess. That's a little more round than I think but most. Post Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt is more like a Gemini. Uh, yes, sure. That's the one. Clearly. Okay. <laughs> uh, cancer men's pecs always have something of a feminine look to them, protruding as they do just about the nipples. A highly sensitive area to this guy, and a possible source of great pleasure if he'd ever get over feeling it's too girly for a guy to enjoy such secretly lurking sensations. There's nothing wrong with nipple play. There's nothing wrong with nipple play. I've seen, I know lots of guys that are like, oh, that doesn't do anything for me. And I'm like, shh. <laughs> it sounds like you don't have to keep sounds like secret. you enjoy nipple play. <laughs> oh yeah i do but it's like i don't know i just think it's kind of funny when guys are like yeah that doesn't really do anything for me I'm just like yes yes it does Shh. there's nerve endings Shh, in there quiet. it does <laughs> i'm sorry continue i've got nipples greg i keep thinking can you milk me <laughs> I keep thinking about Tom Hanks. Is that one of the names you listed? Yes, it was. Okay. like Yeah, he's very dabby. He's like, yeah. Also, I love the fact that he still uses a typewriter, but that's just me. Okay. Why like, would he need a typewriter? Because in 1950s Americana, like the quintessential leave it to beaver dad, I'm sure he would also. Yeah, but why would Tom Hanks need a typewriter? He's not a writer. Yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah, he wrote a book. On his typewriter. On the cover of his book is a typewriter. Okay. Yeah. The more you know. Are you sure that's not like shadow written? Ghost writer? Yeah. Okay. All right. A yeah. lot of those people have ghost writers. Yeah. I'd like to be one. You can hire me. A ghost writer? Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'll pay you half the proceeds of whatever book you write in my name. Sounds good. Still better than... Most ghost writers, yeah. Than what I actually do. Bleep! No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. His figure, in fact, may be ever so slightly reminiscent of a woman's. He's usually less hairy than other guys in his family, though what fuzzy patches he does possess tend to be more straight than curly and rather scattered and insignificant, except for in one very prominent place. His genitals. Uh Uh-oh. He's got a big bush. Mm. Big bush. That's weird, because typically... It's like a bird's nest. Gotta find a little... Baby bird. <laughs> like a daddy figure, especially like a 1950s. Okay, okay, okay. Now I'm straying. I'm thinking like Mad Men. What's the main character guy's name? Don John Ham. Don Draper. Yeah. Um, like he's got a, he's got his, his chest hairs have chest hairs, Harry. So that's interesting that this is not maybe yeah. in keeping with that a little bit. But Don Draper wasn't like the dad. He was a dad, but mm-hmm. he wasn't like. A daddy figure. The stereotypical no. dad. True, that's a good point. Touché. He's also, he'd fuck anything that had a heartbeat and a pussy. Yep. This is true. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't watched the later seasons. Maybe he did fuck some dudes. <laughs> like his body, his penis size hovers somewhere around average. Not painfully or depressingly average as it's stated in a previous chapter. Which I'm going to harp on for the rest of my life. I can't remember the exact adverb that it used, but it wasn't good. Just average. You know what? To be fair about average penises, I was reading today that the new average penis is about five and a half inches. Oh. I feel like that's pretty significant. I feel like that's self-selecting and possibly biased, but. I don't know. I just read it in the book I found. 
The average penis size is anywhere between one and ten inches. <laughs> if you're above or well, I'm gonna say one and eight. If you're above or below that, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, and his balls, though not often of the low hangers variety, do err on the large side. The Cancerian may have an oddly shaped member. One mm. that bends to the side, curves downward, or even has a bulbous mushroom head. Like Toad. <laughs> like Mario Brothers Toad? Yeah. Aww. Did you not hear that about Donald Trump? Uh-uh. Oh. Oh, yes. Stormy Daniels, yeah. Yes. Also, yeah. I, I do want to bring this up previously. Can we just, like, have this be, like, a safe space? Base where we don't talk about Donald Trump. <laughs> we live- I know I brought him up, and I know we live in a currently an authoritarian dystopian regime. But we might have listeners that come that don't want to be reminded of that every day. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's fair. And one of us, I know it was me today. One of us almost always brings up Donald Trump. Yep. And I just feel like there should be a moratorium placed on any talk <laughs> of the donkey toucher. Okay. Only only if I can, like, let that out before we get started every day. I feel like that's fair. But apparently his penis is shaped like Toad, very small, with just a big head. Just like his normal self? <laughs> his hands are tiny, but he ah. still has a big head? It's true. <laughs> it's true. Except his normal self is a morbidly obese man who has a doctor say that he's super fit. Oh, yeah. We're not talking about this, though. We just talked about not talking about this. All right. So um, the cancer man might have a curvy member. Might hang to the left, might hang to the right. Yeah. Curves downward, big bulbous head. Uh, If left uncircumcised, his foreskin can be overlong or too tightly fixed. Ooh. Okay. Which we do know is a problem with some people yeah. that are uncircumcised. They have to get circumcised later in life because their uh, foreskin causes issues. Right, right. Uh, there is always something decidedly goofy about the cancer guy. The precise quality that one finds most endearing about him. So he's humorous? He's, goofy? He's strange. Okay, alright. Well, I mean, Robin Williams is humorous. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise is strange. Tom Hanks is humorous. But like, like good strange. He's like, odd. And okay. that's endearing. Oddly endearing. Okay. Yes. And uh, that's uh, pretty much it for the body of the cancer. Okay. Oh, it does say he has big hands. Got some big hands. Like the crab. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Duh. He's got big claws. Uh, it actually says he has the most beautiful paws of any guy in the Zodiac. Strong but gentle. Hmm. Autistic, graceful, and capable. Wow. Give it a minute, we'll take a break. Give it a minute, we'll take a break. Give it a minute, we'll take a break. Break, 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 break. Hey, Chris. Oh, sorry. Let me get these earbuds out. I, I'm listening to a, I'm listening to a podcast on this new podcast app. Oh, really? Which one? Oh, it's called a Podcoin. Uh, I, I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, it's a it's a podcast app where you get paid to listen to podcasts. Why am I affecting this tone? 
That's a good question. You know, I think I have heard about that app. It's pretty fantastic. You can actually like use the credits and the points that you earn to either donate to a good cause or you can even save them up for like Amazon gift cards. Yeah. So get paid to do what you already do, which is listening to stupid podcasts like ours. <laughs> Kinkcast. And you know what? When you sign up for the first time, if you use the promo code Kinkcast, capital K-I-N-K, capital C-A-S-T, you get a bonus 300 points. All one word. Yes. Yes. And if you forget to use it when you do sign up, again, you can use the promo code Kinkcast, capital K-I-N-K, capital C-A-S-T, all one word, after you sign up to still get those 300 bonus points. That's pretty cool. I think you should definitely check it out if you had not if you haven't had a chance Capital K-I-N-K, capital C-A-S-T. All one word. (laughs) This is an intermission song. You gotta give it on. I wanna... Uh, And so now moving on to my... uh, Or the the interesting part of the show. The sex and sexuality. Let's talk about sex. So, the cancer man... The ancient matriarchal dynamic whereby the female takes a spouse merely to further her familial line is one in which our crab seeks to exist. Ooh, okay. In his search for a strong woman, he will consider it a bonus to enter into a family distinguished by this brand of matrilineal power. Okay. In return for sacrificing himself to his partners and ultimately his family's provision, he will expect to have his other day-to-day affairs catered to, never having to cook a meal or wash a dish or plan an even- evening or probably even pay a bill. Oh. He's a kept boy. He's a kept boy. Okay, you know what this makes me think of? Like, in the in the animal world, when you have, like, this... Um, you know the, f- I think it's an anglerfish. It's like a female anglerfish, yes. and it literally like finds this big, like the male like swims over and then like attaches himself, yeah, the, the and then absorb is absorbed into her, and he's just like literally like just pumping her full of stuff so she yeah. can keep providing For, like eggs. Yeah, for people that don't know, the female anglerfish is the only anglerfish that people ever show in pictures. Yeah. So they're the big hulking monstrosities that have the little light at the end of their little stalk. They're, that not, hangs in front of their they're head. not pretty. They're not pretty. They got at some all. teeth problems. A male anglerfish is very, very small uh, and will look like a zit on the side of a female <laughs> anglerfish because a male anglerfish, all it does is bite into the female anglerfish. Uh, I believe there is acid in its uh, saliva that fuses the two at the <laughs> genetic level. To which he his like brain essentially melts away and uh, just provides sperm into the angler the female anglerfish's body. It is a horrific monstrosity of a creature that should never see the light of day and thank God won't ever surface. <laughs> that it is something out of a Lovecraftian nightmare. <laughs> so sorry for any cancer males that have just listened to themselves and they're like I am not like, <laughs> like I'm sorry this any is cancer just... males that are listening to this remember my stance on this stuff <laughs> yeah 
It's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's fun to talk about. It's interesting to, it's one of those things that it's cool to think about and it's cool to discuss, but we don't really think you're a tiny insignificant fish. Um, we care about you, but. Um, if you believe in the Zodiac, unfortunately, you might be a tiny in- insignificant crab. Yeah. <laughs> that has glommed onto a female family. <laughs> okay. But I don't believe that. I believe in you, buddy. Keep it up. Just keep swimming. Keep your Just... keep your average size dick up. Uh or possibly curve to the right and maybe down a little bit. Good good on you. Keep going. Uh I'm gonna stick with just keep swimming. <laughs> In Cancer's relationship, it would seem that his lover is the boss of so many levels that he is nothing more than her willing slave, something that often raises the ire of his male friends. Ooh, okay. He's pussy whipped. Oh, okay. All right. No? But he likes that. Yeah. He prefers it. Yeah. Like the curiously named crabs... These pesky, those parasitic lice, pesky parasitic lice, sorry, the cancer, sir, the cancerian male also figuratively feeds on his female host. Wow. Okay. Yep. You were making a joke about it earlier. Came back around. Well, and also fits in with the anglerfish reference. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to sex, though. Females are never mere physical objects to be plowed for pleasure. They are venerated sources of life from whence he receives his inspiration and to whom he must offer himself as a desirable partner in reproduction. So he, like, worships that body. He, like, worships at the altar of all that goodness and feminine, glorious Mm -hmm. goddessness. Okay. In fact, it is all but impossible for the cancer guy to approach sex without entertaining the basic procreative function of the act. Okay. He plays Prince Charming, careful not to come across too kingly and thus tamper with the archetypal matriarch he seeks to mate. Uh, Most of all, a cancer man makes a woman feel secure. He's a... very sensitive. Very sensitive. Very sensitive. He'll make me feel heard. I have a feeling. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and That's lay out a prediction. One of the things it does say is that he will make you feel heard, but he's never actually hearing you. Oh, that's upsetting. That he's just playing at hearing you. Okay, I have thoughts on how he's going to pair with Aries woman, but let's continue. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that would be a really good match. Like, because Aries women very. In charge, very mm-hmm. in control. They seem like they would be very happy with a uh, a kept boy. Yeah. Minus the fact that I don't know about what it's, the book's going to say, but bitch, you got to work too. I'm, I'm an Aries that says you got to work too. I'm not going to just take care of you. You're not my kid. <laughs> I ain't a nurse or a purse to any man. <laughs> He's not your kid, you say. Oh no. Well, we shall see what that what the book has to say about that. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, so this line is what I was mentioning before that a, a cancer man sends a message. He 
He's sensitive, different from the other guys, but unfortunately, it may become painfully clear over time that he's actually contemplating what car he's going to buy next or how the waitress might look in a tight fuzzy sweater or how he might look driving the waitress away in the from the drudgery of her life rescuing her and her sweater in his new car instead of listening to you on your date. Oh my gosh. Wow. So he's kind of like maybe focused on the future and other opportunities. I feel like it's more like he's just he worships the woman's body and wants her to take he wants to be a kept boy, mm-hmm. but in the end it's like he doesn't really care that much about what you're saying. Okay, it's so like, like before a, he settles down and finds the woman who's going to take care of him, he kind of is a little bit of a... No, this could even be with the woman that he's trying to settle down with. Oh, okay. Because it does say he has very few uh, sexual partners before he settles down. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's it's like, you know how the, the Gemini uh, was very focused in being challenged mentally? Mm-hmm. He just doesn't care. Okay, he's more apathetic towards, you know, actually getting to know somebody on a deeper level, on an intellectual Mm -hmm. sort of way. But he's, it's like uh, ethos, pathos, and logos. He's very much into the emotional side Mm -hmm. and not much into the intellectual or logical side. Got it. Okay. So he isn't pushy in bed. He's notorious, rather, he's notoriously cloying. Asserting an intense emotional agenda. Sex so maybe m- really passionate? Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't want to. <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, but uh, sex with the typical cancer male is often even accompanied by the running apology. Oh, that feels good. Sorry about this. I really like that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What does that mean? <sighs> Seems he has a hard time understanding that it's not necessarily being done to her that she might, too, be enjoying herself. I don't understand. So, like, in bed, he's... The sex act, even though he's all about worshipping the lady, Mm -hmm. he doesn't, like... He's very apologetic about what he's doing because he sees it as pleasing himself. And that... Oh, got it. Yeah, ladies might not... It's not, it might not click in his head that ladies are getting pleasure from it. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's really focused on her. Yes. And whenever, like, he does something that might please him more than it would please her, he's apologetic. Yeah. Or okay. that he might not even understand that something is pleasing to both of them. Oh, okay. And All so, right. like, you know, he might be doing something and be very much into it, mm-hmm. but he's also, like... Oh, I'm sorry for doing this because I, I know you're not into it, even though the lady might be all like, "No, go for it." Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get it on. Okay. Uh, and taking the reins is simply not his forte. Okay, so not domineering, but definitely a participant. Yeah, uh, and even if he does achieve the unapologetic sexism of a Hemingway, he will still defer to the woman. Oh, okay. So even if he is a little bit le- like overtly sexual, um, it's still he leaves everything in the lady's court. So okay. it's like he doesn't want to propose any ideas of like where to move. He doesn't want to like uh, from what it says, he doesn't want to be on top. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, uh, he okay. is uh, very much submissive. He likes being uh, led around like a kept boy. Okay, so yeah, and he's there to satisfy a woman's lust, not his own, which okay. leads back to the apology thing. If he's mm-hmm. getting pleasure, then the woman he he can't connect in his head that the woman might be enjoying it as well. And so, if he's getting pleasure, she might not be, and therefore it's not. In his realm. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So it's hard for him to try to negotiate, okay, not only am I pleasing um, this woman, but I'm also, like, pleasing myself all at the same time. Maybe he's not much of a multitasker. It does say he's notoriously clever a few times. Okay. But I feel like it said that with every description of every guy mm-hmm. to be like, you're not dumb. I don't know. When we talked about tourist male... It was like all dick and very little like. But it didn't describe him as dumb. It just no. described him as being like not cerebral. Passive. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. The crab will always be sexually aroused by the assertion of female power. Cancer is typically a much better lover anyway when he isn't tasked with as the prime motivator. So he's not going to initiate. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, let her make the first move, and then I'm like, I'll do it. And sometimes it'll be like he has tricked them into making the first move. Okay. So, uh, pressure to perform makes him nervous, and he risks losing his erection or shooting the moon too soon. Okay. However, in a more passive role, he may be the most sexually tireless man on the astrological block, capable of not only reoccurring orgasms, but multiple ones as well. Dang. Okay. He is the premier softy, loving to kiss, hug, and spoon and moon. Nothing imparts more of a pure erotic thrill than letting an energetic top woman have her way with him. Boobs bouncing as she barks imperatives and instructions. Dang. Okay. He's down to take orders. So there's something I've left out of this for a bit. Mm-hmm. It describes... The Cancer's ideal partner as a mother lover, mother dash lover, and that it is both a mother to him and a lover to him. All right. I'm having some serious like thoughts on like Mike Pence and his wife's relationship. I wonder if he's a Gemini. I'm sorry, not a Gemini, a Cancer. So uh, I think the moratorium should... (laughs) Be in place again. It should encapsulate both of them. Okay. But, uh, I could see that. Uh, and I'm only bringing this up because that will become significant in a minute as we move into the, uh, sexual proclivities of Mm -hmm. the cancer. Very little in a cancer man's vision of worthwhile sex doesn't include breasts in one way or another. He is the Zodiac's preeminent titty fucker, and most of his sexual fantasies involve big bosom babes in the proverbial pole position. The crab guy relishes being smothered by a female, and his masturbatory visions feature ladies who loom large and in charge. Whereas many men choose to remain in the dark about more intimate female functions, the Cancerian embraces all of a woman's more scatological workings. He is anything but squeamish when faced with a partner's outpourings, 
a proclivity that may easily extend to the PP department. Urine falling under Cancerian rule. He's way up for anal sex. He loves being blown, but for him, the act imparts a particularly soothing and secure, pacifying sensation. Savoring the role of a submissive or even an outright slave to be a diehard dominate to a diehard dominatrix. Wow. Okay, so he's into he's into all the natural body functions and getting all the way up in there. Yes. Wow. It doesn't surprise me that much that he would be all about the boobies because that's like the quintessential ma- mommy. Yeah, part, and and know? he uh, he is very much into. Uh, as I said earlier, or as the book said earlier, he's uh, into, he, he can't separate the act of sex from the, he can't separate the pleasure from the procreation. Ah, So okay. it's always about both to him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So as I said, he seems designed to procreate, parent, provide, and protect. He can't seem to divorce the natural function of sex from the simple pleasure of it. Sex is, on some unconscious level, duty first and desire second. Ironically, the most secure he feels with that strong, roost-ruling woman, the more likely he is to fulfill his secret yearnings elsewhere, though. Oh, okay. So, he won't... He he likes to be led around, Mm -hmm. which means he doesn't like to bring up what he might actually desire in the bedroom. Right. And because of that... He won't ever bring up what he actually desires to his spouse. Mm-hmm. And therefore, he might have to step out to go find that. Oh, okay. All right. Which it seems like every guy and girl that we've touched in this has been like, but they can cheat. Yeah, I feel like cheating is a a thing that's like pretty normal in the animal kingdom. And like, like, there's not a whole lot of monogamy in the animal kingdom. Yeah, monog- despite like human beings, like, oh no, you're only supposed to have like you know one partner once you like settle down with the right person. It's you know you're not you're supposed to be um, you know sexually exclusive with them, and it's like that's not how it is. Yeah, monogamy is rare. I did read the anthropological uh, theory around. Uh, monogamy and marriage mm-hmm. and that uh there's a theory that it was actually originally put in place uh by women mm-hmm. uh as a way to be like if you want to have sex with me you have to marry me and it's like it was supposed to be to have a provider for the children mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah support and yeah, I've, so- I've heard the exact opposite that it was actually developed by men because they wanted to make sure that the woman that they were having sex with whenever she bore children that was actually their seed that's going to live on after mm-hmm. them yeah, I, I've I've seen both studies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I find the, them both interesting, but mm-hmm. I was like, that kind of does make sense for the lady to be like, now you, you want to touch this, you got to put a ring on it. Mm-hmm. And I, and you got to take care of all of this that's involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I can also see both perspectives. Sure. I can see both perspectives, and we'll probably never know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, where's my time machine? <laughs> It's not inconceivable that the cancer man will find a girl, even pay for one, to perform the sort of sexualized schoolgirl routine for his pleasure. Okay. He likes to act the schoolboy and be spanked. So, uh, remember when I said that the book described his ideal lover as both a mother and a lover? Mm-hmm. Uh, so be my mother lover. 
I'm Sorry. a mother lover. You're a mother lover. <laughs> ah, I found a song for tonight's episode. Uh, he is all over his mate when she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Whereas this often drives a wedge into other couples' sex lives, he is full on into it. Mm-hmm. He loves it. Loves the swelling of the woman's body. Uh, and it, in fact, w- awakens a deep desire within him. I'm sure it does. He's like, man, all this hard work has finally paid off. And yep. like, they usually have very big families, and they usually have them very young. Wow. Okay. <sighs> Once she's given birth, his woman's milk might also become a fixation mm-hmm. to the point where the baby could have some fairly stiff competition. Oh, damn! So he's into lactation. Yeah, he's into uh, drinking from the source. Hmm. He likes that. Uh. Well, uh, Greg, I have nipples. Could you milk me? <laughs> <clears throat> uh, when uh, he's also very into humiliation fantasies. Uh, so they may giving play or receiving. Receiving. Oh, okay. he's very much a sub. That's right. Uh, cancer may play out elaborate humiliation fantasies where some big-haired, riding, crop-toting mama grinds her stiletto into some part of him as it is splayed spread eagle at her feet. Wow. No other man in the Zodiac likes to be called a lowly worm the way our often tweety boy next door does. So, uh, Zodiac, <laughs> so you cancer men that were hearing this and getting upset earlier... You shouldn't have. You should have been getting hard, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Again, if you're offended by this, just realize. It's just the Zodiac. Take it with a a whole cup of salt that it is, in my opinion, gear free from this. Nothing's tying you down. (laughs) Or, if you were very into it, maybe it is real. And you (laughs) like being called the lowly worm that we were unintentionally calling you earlier. Just a tiny anglerfish. Yeah. (laughs) All right. In extreme cases, he may want to be stripped, bound, gagged, and taunted by some fierce mistress, all the while whimpering his way to ecstasy, if not in rare instances still, trying not to wet his diaper. (gasps) I've been curious about that. I've been curious about that. Mm -hmm. If he was maybe into... Um, adult baby diaper lover kind of proclivities. That uh, apparently the cancer male does fall under that such. Ah. Thing. And no man is more prone to take the golden shower than he. Whether it be provided by someone in a schoolgirl costume or full leather regalia. Wow. Interesting. He liked the pee pee. Yeah. If you, uh, are interested in that, I refer back to our water sports or water play episode or Uralagnia episode. Uralagnia. It was uh, like episode 15 or something, super early on. We had a lot of guests on that episode. We did. We talked, yeah, we had a good time on that one. We had a scat episode. That's episode 69. Um, Well, I was thinking the Uralagnia episode actually had a guest on that had practiced Uralagnia. That's true. That's true. So, uh, the homosexual cancer... Oh, uh, we're moving on to the... Episode the, 27. Okay. Uh, so we're moving on to the, uh, the, uh, the gay male now. Oh, okay, The great. gay cancer male. Gay cancer male. Yep. 
So the gay cancer, or the homosexual cancer, may find himself physically excited by women as well, and he may even reach for bi-porn over the purely gay variety. Hmm. Uh, the cancer male is like the best friend to the fem to the female of any sort. So he's very in tune with his femininity. So even the gay cancer male will be much more attracted to women and the female mentality. Sure. If there's even a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gay cancer dates a lot, but rarely second dates. That is until he finds his perfect man. The exact big daddy antithesis of his father. Worldly connected, cultured, and hopefully brimming with cash. So one thing I do uh, leave out when uh, we are talking about this is that it talks about the childhood and the home lives of the astrological signs when they're young which to me makes no sense, so I just throw it out the window. Yeah, because it's like, but it does. It did say like cancer. Cancer men tend to have parents that are uh, absent. Most oh, of the time. okay. So maybe having a little bit of mommy or daddy issues. Yeah. Okay. Which again makes no sense to me. Like, how how does the sign control both when you're born? And how your parents act, but not control how your parents are born and how they act. Basically, it's weird. I disagree. But <laughs> okay. it is something that I leave out because it, it makes no logical sense to someone who is very cerebral and logical. Right. As me. Mr. Gemini over here. Okay, continue. Uh, cancer or gay cancer often calls for a do-over in his childhood. So instead of building big families like the uh, straight cancer, he wants to build a childlike environment for himself. Okay. Uh, he'll seek a secure relationship with a blatantly well-heeled fellow wanting to be the eternal son lover to his mate, just as the straight was the son lover to his mother lover. Right. Okay. Uh, they like to have rooms to themselves. Like they might have separate rooms, uh, where the uh, the gay cancer can spread out and affect himself across the room as a child would their room. Right. Okay. Uh, there's no getting around it. Of all the gay men in the zodiac, cancer can be the biggest sissy. Oh, okay. Which I'm not sure if that's a derogatory term or not. Um, it depends on the person. Okay. Uh, it does a quote from the book. <laughs> mm -hmm. The book was written in 2004. Yeah. <laughs> so, as if being son and lover to a mate isn't enough, he will also play the role of wife and mother. Wow, okay. He, he's a son lover and a mother love, mother wife lover. He is decidedly attracted to straight, ultra-masculine guys, often making love bonds with men who have heretofore been heterosexual and often married. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh... So maybe... Late-in-life comers? Yeah. Uh, people who were, you know, repressed as, as they were younger, or possibly uh, bisexual men who have uh, been divorced and... Yeah. Done. 
Interesting. Okay. But are still very dominant. They still prefer more yes. dominant partners. Dominant older men. He wants okay. a daddy. Okay. I he keep thinking daddy warbucks. I mean, no. Like, because lots of money. That's what it said I mean, at the very true, beginning. true, but that's a play about a little girl named Annie. Let's, I'm just I'm just thinking about the the the, the type, okay. the daddy warbucks. That, type. Yeah, he he does seek out older, wealthy men. Sure, wealthy men. He likes to be the he likes to be the eye candy on their arm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, hands down, the gay ma- moon child is the biggest <sighs> cock pig in the zodiac. Okay, that fits with sissy. Yeah, wanting to be of blatant service. To as rough and rugged a man as he might find. Okay, so the cancer gay man is also not very much a rough edge sort, but is looking for someone who is. He's looking for someone who might be sexually. Okay. Not necessarily for a relationship. Okay, okay. As unsqueamish as a straight cancer is, the gay crab can be that much more into scat. Wow, okay. But he generally draws the line at pain. Like Gemini, he can be fetishistic about foreplay, but with a decided twist. Rather than such stimulation being designed to make the inevitable climax more dramatic, Cancer enjoys the frustration that it affords, isolating it for his own ironic pleasure. He isn't in those back rooms for his own objective release, but rather to derive, but rather is deriving excitement from servicing others who let loose on, if not in him. Wow. Okay. So really gets turned in turned on by the frustration of the thing. Yes. And they're still super into like the romantic aspect, the emotional aspect Mm -hmm. of a relationship. Yeah. But out if he's just seeking release, he's mm-hmm. more into pleasing someone else. Yeah, letting than... somebody else hit them hard, hit him hard. Yeah. Okay. And so he, from from the reading, it seems like he uh, is very into uh, sucking dick, and he's a, he's a receiver on all ends. Okay. All right. Uh take it out on me because i can take it and i like it yeah okay and even if he's not getting released from it he's he's getting a mental release on on, from it from Mm -hmm. other people gaining pleasure through his body yes okay yes got it uh he also uh will seek out extra relationship activities oh okay so maybe not the most um, dedicated kind of person. Yeah, but again, it's like said that for about for everybody. Everybody, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it did say like he will he likes pleasuring people and he likes pleasuring a lot of people. Right. Okay. The the gay cancer. Yeah. The straight cancer doesn't really seek out as much as. Let them find him. Mm-hmm. Uh, reciprocation is often adamantly not what he's after. Frotage, as uh, we had in our 
previous episode. Yes, we've talked about fraudage. Uh, or the aptly collegiate term, the Princeton rub. Ooh, the Princeton rub. Is a favorite sexual proclivity, especially when it results in him bearing the climactic brunt. Oh. He's very into dry humping. Okay. Like the straight cancer, the gay cancer loves being splayed. And yet, he is the most romantic of all gay men. Wow. His most dank desires and sapier visions are rarely mutually exclusive, both stemming from the watery realm of his sodden astrological rule. Fantastic. The most romantic. Yeah, very romantic and... uh, he does not shy away from the body. He uh, is very accepting of everything that the body produces. Okay. Everything that the body produces. <laughs> so, uh, we do have the uh, turn-ons next. Okay. So, the uh, straight turn-ons are uh, aggressive women, Nordic Germanic types. Because Okay, this is for the straight cancer male? I did say straight turn-ons. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the Nordic or Germanic type, which uh, is very stereotypical in media as being domineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, tall women, big breasts and implants, kissing, licking, and sucking, active oral, passive and active discipline, titty fucking, waitresses and flight attendants, active anal sex, submission fantasies, strippers and porn stars, pregnancy and lactation. Schoolgirls, shaved and waxed genitals, passive bondage, leather biker chicks, passive golden showers, cuddling and spooning, home porn, hotel rooms, crops, whips, nymphomaniacs, and dominatrixes. Dang. This is interesting. Wait, he's, he's way more complex than I thought. Should we have an episode on uh, the Mile High Club? Yeah, we should. I'll add that. Uh, the gay turn-ons are daddies and bears, hairy bodies, nipple play, piercing and clamps, bottoming, swallowing, rimming, showers and bathing, bi-porn, passive B&D, humiliation, torture, enslaving, gags, blindfolds and collars, cross-dressing, kink, raunch, light scat, frottage, or frottage. Frottage. Glory holes and tea rooms. What's a tea room? Do you think he just likes getting tea? Y- yes. It's like a tea ceremony? Yeah. What is a tea? You know what a tea room is? It looks like you do. <laughs> What's a tea room? Vaguely. We'll talk about it later. Talk about it on the show. <laughs> What's a tea room? Let me find the actual definition. Continue. Okay. Truckers, bikers, and skinheads. Whips, chains, and slings. Rubber and latex. Water sports, passive light SM, felching. Oh my. Okay. You the- know, do you know what felching is? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. What's felching? Mm. Uh, rape fantasies. Oh, shoot. Consensual no, felching, non-consent. Felching's not rape fantasies. That's just what I'm ending with. Okay. Felching's got to do with smegma. Oh, interesting. If I'm remembering correctly. Okay, tell me that word again. Smegma? No. Felching? Felching. 
Okay, I'm going to definitely have to look that one up, too. All right, a tea room may refer to a tea house, a drinking establishment for tea, or sometimes cake or light meals. Yeah. It's also a public where cottaging gay sex occurs. What's cottaging? Cottaging. It's just gay, gay sex. Cottaging. So could also be just... Cottaging? Like our favorite, like our favorite um, conservative politicians prefer to go to public bathrooms to ask for gay sex. So what does that have to do with building a cottage? Nothing. <laughs> so what's cottaging? It's just gay Such sex. Such as a term for gay sex? That's what it says. What is... Are these just like old people terms or am I just out of the loop? I feel like I should be in the loop. We do a sex show. I know. Where every week we research sex stuff. That's why we always have to keep learning. It's always changing. Uh, and uh, as always, Dana likes to read the couplings. Mm-hmm. So we are moving on to the couplings for the cancer man. Dana, please educate me because I have not read this because I never do. I'm so excited to find out how this pans out because very first on the docket here we have the cancer man and the Aries woman. The attraction is subtle, less physically felt, more rather more subconscious. Their pairing is antidotal, an emotional cure for past pain. He provides the support she sought in sex exercises, ex-lovers. Ooh. So it does sound like a very good pairing. It could be a little bit of a good pairing. Maybe not like for like long-term relationships, but definitely for something of like um, a palate cleanser, which I I don't know. That's kind of what it looks like is that like, oh, we're going to use this to exorcise our, our past demons, our past lovers and relationships. Hmm. With the Taurus woman, she's his fantasy in the flesh, all soft skin wrapped in a fuzzy pastel sweater. She knows his placid nature is not a pose. Oh, I'm sorry. Is a pose, and that extraordinary experiences await. In bed, it's titillation and tenderness in equal measure. I'm very surprised about that. Yeah. Because the Taurus woman is supposed to be very feminine. Yeah. Like the... The preeminent female of the Zodiac, so she doesn't seem like she would be the domineering type, which it described the Cancer Man as requiring. Yeah, I don't know. Um, With the Gemini woman, um, she's typically passive, but he pursues her anyway. Gemini's impish appeal makes him behave surprisingly, even shockingly. The crab appears the ultimate catch. Charismatic, clever, in bed. It's a mixed bag. A mess if she's moody. With the cancer woman... Gemini women deserve better. (laughs) With the cancer woman, the two moon-ruled souls share a rare and rarefied emotional and sexual connection. They seem to live on their love alone. At home, everything looks a wreck, but chaos is comforting. Bed is a safety zone where anything goes. That might... So that's weird, because that's the first one that seems like the Cancer sign... and cancer could get along. Yeah. Yeah. Matches perfectly. Interesting. Because uh, they're kind of cut from the same cloth. Interesting. Okay. With the Leo woman, he's clever and commanding. She confidently holds court. They're meticulous about career matters. Self-concerns are joyfully sacrificed for the common good. Sexually, Leo tries tenderness, and cancer takes it up a notch. Hmm. With the Virgo woman, they become fast friends. Together they manage stresses. Life has a flow. 
He's hap- she's happy to stay at home, and cancer softens into professional success. As they crave each other completely, too much sex is never enough. Which is weird, because he wanted to be a kept man. Yeah. Okay, Virgo woman might be the right, the right match for him. With the Libra woman, he's that rare regular guy she sees. Uh, she seems at first too perfunctory a person- personage. Relating requires tolerance. At best, they're harmonious and hilarious. Sex eases tensions. Cancer's passive, so Libra has the power. With this, so, it hasn't had like any outright negative. No, not yet. Um, it says here with the Scorpio woman, Cancer requires mothering. Scorpio's a cunning caretaker. Together, they cultivate a snug coexistence. Prosperity and progeny are anticipated. In bed, it's all about it's all out eroticism. But mum's the word. So maybe they keep it on the down low. No, that's a that's a pun. Oh, it's a pun. Mum's the, the word. word as in he's <laughs> gonna be saying mommy all night. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what that means, and it's not the literal. Yeah. Yep. All right. Ugh. Um with the Sagittarius woman, she's unpredictable, something he's unequipped to handle. Sexually, she falls into a category, a fantasy fling. They share a soulful ideology. She uses sex to fasten his affections. In bed, he'll feel like James Bond. So, if I'm if I'm reading this correctly, <laughs> if I'm hearing this correctly, if I'm understanding this correctly, cancer a cancer male is so subservient <laughs> that he gets along with absolutely everyone. That's kind of what it seems like. Even if they are, in themselves, extremely subservient. Yeah. Interesting. We have three more signs. Let's Uh wait and see. Let's see if there's a bad one. All right. The Capricorn woman. He's the Eagle Scout of her dreams. She's that perfect postmodern beauty. These astro opposites are often ideal counterparts, easily finding a comfortable, conducive middle way. Sex is a slow process of chipping away at constraints. Hmm. Maybe not with Capricorn. What? It's that they were, like, perfect at the start. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I don't know. Sex is a slow process of chipping away at constraints. I mean, the sex is the only bad part. Yeah, okay. All right, but that's an important part. (laughs) With the Aquarius woman, she's his wake-up call. He's less an epiphany, more of a reality check, a sign that it's time to get serious. They're an ideological society of two, living an inspired life. Sex is transformative, a step up for him, an enchantment for her. So this is where he's like fully playing that okay. Prince Charming kind of so role. This, this is the first one where it seems like it's not going to get along well. <laughs> Except for in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the... Time to get serious. They're an the, ideological society of two. Yeah. So they kind of live on their own planet. Like sort they of. have to step it up. Yeah. Is yeah. this the coming of the age of Aquarius? The coming of the age of the Aquarius. All right. By the way, that is definitely going to be our song, song. Yeah, if probably. we make it that far. All right. And Pisces, woman, this is our last sign. Two sensitive souls with acutely creative spirits. With him, she delves into a vocation, inching closer to goals. He breaks through lingering emotional limitations. Bed is their messy center of activity. That one seems neither here nor there. Okay. Call me crazy. 
crazy. Oh, hi, Dad. But it seems to me that every single one of those was almost interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like, eh, he's down, and I mean down for whatever. He is so dull. <laughs> no, he's Prince Charming. He's, he's like, I'll gonna, do whatever you want, baby. He is going to latch his teeth into your side and melt his brain into your body to provide you with sperm for the rest of your life. That sounds hot, though. Anglerfish. Yeah, yeah. And this is, can melt your brain into my body they, anytime, they Mr. Fits. Cancer. They got such... So, <laughs> I don't want to take care of you, so I don't know. <laughs> we stumbled upon such a perfect <laughs> metaphor for the cancer male. We? I believe that was me that came up with that. <laughs> oh. Needs, Hashtag. Needs the credit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do today. I do today. Hashtag needs the credit. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Dana's funnier than Chris. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know better than to do that. Hashtag Dana's canceled. <laughs> oh, that yeah, that's not going to happen. No. All right, let's but take... it did. It does seem like he just fills the hole. Yeah, willingly, and that's with it. His whole self. Oh, and he'll take anything anything that comes out of the hole either. Either hole. Yeah. Both holes. All of them. Any of them. Or neither hole. Or none. But yeah. as we all know, I like Zodiac is bullshit. I, um, I like the fact that he's kind of portrayed as like emotionally invested. Like he is, he is in it to win it. He's not like just. He's not going to hashtag starfish. He's not going to. What was what was what was the one that we came up with that one time? That was like I don't know. I don't look up the hashtags. Also, well, uh, if you do use the hashtags, use. Hashtag I use the hashtag. I'll definitely check that one out. <laughs> but like sometimes they're like, okay, like Taurus. Mm-hmm. Pick on Taurus. He's just like, here's my dick. I'm gonna lay here. You do what you want to do. Like, that's mm. not that's not the role that this cancer. That was is that was before I started coming up with hashtags for everything. <laughs> <laughs> well That yeah. was hashtag retroactive hashtag. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <clears throat> all right. Let's get into the gay pairings, um, which should be interesting to see how these pan out. Especially, they should be more interesting than the straight pairings. Yeah, hopefully. All right, with the Aries man, Cancer is the Rams' Mister Right. Aries is altered by the crab's humor and sensitivity. They have a need to succeed. Mutual support is their mantra. A dynamic bond, but there's bound to be tension. Sexually, it's a mixed bag. Hmm. Aww. With the Taurus man, a conservative and quiet couple, homebodies who enjoy a rich quality of life. There's nothing to prove. Taurus is his most placid self. Cancer takes the lead. Hidden dalliances may mean that hearts get broken. Aww. With the Gemini... Stop cheating. Yeah. Uh, with the Gemini man, Cancer has rare insight into the Gem- Geminian character. He's not put off by a slick veneer. Together, they find an emotional center. Over time, mutual caretaking becomes their reason d'etre. Sex is dramatic and passionate. Mm, might be a that good match like for a Gemini. sounds like a good pairing for me, yeah. Yeah. Just With, need to find uh, some cancer. Yeah. Need to find a little crab. 
With the Cancer Man on Cancer Man, it's a clinging, clawing bond. A similarly wry sense of humor sustains them through inevitable relationship travails. Highs and lows are endemic to the crab chap. Sex is conventional, but there's no criticism. <laughs> there's lots of kind of crab imagery going on here. Yeah. All right. With the Leo man, Leo is suspicious of Cancer's sneaky ways. Over time, often on the sly, these charismatic characters become companions, enchanted by each other. They're a popular pair. In bed, it's loving, affirming affair. That's nice. just like a cat with a crab. There you go. Very suspicious. Yeah. The crab has pincers. Yeah. Nips. All right. Um, with the Virgo man, workaholics, uh, they're workaholics who tend to social climb. In tandem, sharp wit and sarcasm surface. It's a contest of who can be more clever. Professionally, this partnership is pure gold. In bed, they handle each other with care. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Libra man. Cancer is a milk toast uh, to the left of center Libra. But the scales guy is famous for making exceptions, especially if sex is in the offering. Cancer acclimates to a spot of scandal in his otherwise spotless existence. So, uh, this is the first time in my life that I've seen milk toast spelled out. Oh, really? Uh, and I'm very surprised. Because mm-hmm. I personally thought it was <laughs> milk. <laughs> M I L K, toast. No. Apparently, it is M-I-L-O. capital M I L Q U E T O A S T. Yep. Why is it capital? Because it's, it's it a named after someone. No, it's just a phraseology. Okay. So it has nothing to do. Yeah. In my head, it was always like the two most bland things together. <laughs> milk and toast when you put the milk in the toast it's just doubly bland yeah okay yep okay so i had no comments about that one because i just got stuck (laughs) on the milk toast part but Mm, uh, good for them if it sounds like it fit well yeah it doesn't seem like it's really all that special i mean they they did use the milk toast and soggy toast is never good no Never make your toast soggy with milk. No need for it. (laughs) All right. With the Scorpio man, they're masked and cool in public, but not so behind closed doors. Their object to live in love ecstatically in a sustained state of rapture. A completely compatible couple who merge mentally as much as they do sexually. This sounds like the perfect couple. Cancer man and Scorpio man. Maybe a match made in heaven. You know why? Scorpion can't pierce that shell with a stinger. Mm-hmm. So they just live nicely together. They're pinching and stinging and loving it. <gasps> and scorpions have pinchers. Yeah, they do. So they yeah, pinch they do. each other. Sure it's all enough. about pinching. The Cancer Man and Sagittarius Man. Cancer is a tough nut to crack. He's especially guarded with straight shooting sag. Soon, it's clear their quality of life concerns correspond. The archer's extensive sexual past shouldn't prohibit par- partnership. Cancer's hiding quite a history himself. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So this is all about experience. 
Um, with the Camp Capricorn Man, these astro opposites face many challenges. There's trouble lurking behind the straight surfaces they present. In the end, Cap is labeled the villain. But from the first, sex is so fine as to become a fetish. This is the first, like, outright negative one that I've heard. Yeah. Out of all the all the things we've read in all the other relationship pairings, there wasn't one that was ever this outright just... Yeah. There's almost nothing good about it. Well, except for the sex. The sex seems to be good. That's why I said almost. Yeah. Um, all right. With the Aquarius man, Cancer directs Aquarius down a more traditional life path. To the moon man, success is measured by the money one makes. Resentments resound if creativity is sacrificed to status. Sexually, the tables are turned. Aquarius is the authority. Hmm. With the Pisces man, together they probe remote corners of experience. Spiritual exploration is a possibility. Soul searching enhances their chances of relationship success. They both crave romance and often find it with, with each other. Well, that's nice. That's nice. That's awesome. I can't believe it. That's it. So maybe the match made in heaven is the Cancer man and Scorpio man. Or Cancer with any female. Yeah. Yeah. If we're going for the straight lovers, they have nothing nothing wrong. But yeah, the Cancer and Scorpio man seems like they... Uh, Be have, just perfect. Yeah, they've got no issues, according to the astrological signs. Yeah. Which... For whatever credit you give that. May or may not be true. <laughs> if magic is real. Magic okay. is real. I hope real. it is. Love is magic. Sex is magical. I don't know. It's fascinating stuff. It's alchemy. <laughs> it's alchemy. <laughs> sort of. I can agree with that. It's chemistry that results in something Science. beyond that. Yes. Yes, exactly. Fantastic. Well, very cool. I think this was pretty illuminating. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep seeing these really hilarious memes that has like a crab and it says this creature has um, adapted to oppressive darkness and pressure or something like that. And I'm like, you know what? I get you. I get it, crab. You know, life is full of darkness and lots of pressure and, you know, you've you've put up with it and you're still Prince Charming. You know what other creatures has off, has also have also adapted to oppressive darkness and pressure. What's that? The anglerfish. Yes. Yes. That's precisely what I was thinking you might say. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So and much so that if they surface, they're immediately killed by the light and oh. the lack of pressure. <laughs> also, <laughs> by anyone that sees them, because they are... Horrifying demon creatures. I've seen Finding Nemo. It's scary shit. All right. Well, also, that's like one of my deepest fears about like going scuba diving. I'm terrified about running into an anglerfish. You never will. I know, because they live like way, way, way down in there. And if you do, they'll be dead already, because their bodies can't handle the lack of pressure. That's fine. Good. Stay the hell away from me, because you've got some scary teeth. Well, yeah, they're... They're terrifying nightmare creatures from the pits of hell. Yes, exactly. So, anyways, well, that was interesting. I'm glad we got to find out some more information about cancer. And I can't believe it. Like, I'm learning more and more about the people around me all the time. I mean, I don't give this, like, a whole ton of credit. But there are some times that I'm just like, 
dude, you're literally describing this person I know. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't give it any credit, but that is, it is good to see both sides of it. Mm Mm-hmm. That we have, uh... And it might be interesting for discussion. It is interesting for discussion. I do believe that. Yeah. I own own the book for a reason. (laughs) Because it is interesting for discussion. It is. Also because it looks like there's butt cheeks on the cover. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up episode 91. Um, Hopefully we'll be uh, hearing back from some of our listeners about this episode. Uh, We've been actually really lucky to get a couple of emails from listeners. Um, One that you sent me the other day, and Mm -hmm. I was like, man... Like, it's so nice to get some notes back from listeners and and suggestions and changes and further information and further places to find um, more research on some of the topics that we've discussed. And also, that listener that wrote in definitely employed a few of our hashtags, and it made me so happy. (laughs) We've we've been getting a lot of responses recently, uh, a lot of messages on our our Twitter and on our email. Uh, It's great to hear from y'all. as, as you guys know, we always respond, or as anyone who has sent us anything, uh, no, we always respond, uh, except for that time that I got the emails mixed up and was just deleting all the emails. <laughs> but that was a very brief time when I thought they were spam, because I was having them mixed in with my normal email. Did it say, Chris, do you want to enlarge your penis three times? No. <laughs> And I said, no, I am aggressively average. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, this has been a good episode. But yeah, definitely reach out to us if you have some um, insight or if you have some comments for us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us through Twitter. We love interacting on Twitter and we often have a lot of good fun with it. Um, And that's at kinkcastpodcast. Um, or you can find us on Facebook at KingCast Podcast. So definitely let us know what you'd like to hear more about if you have suggestions. Or if you just want to say, like, hey, stop tapping on the table. We've gotten those, too. So thanks. Wow. Aggro. <laughs> uh, also, uh, if you want to help out the show, the best way to help out the show, period, flat out, in discussion is to give us a review on iTunes. They are changing it away from iTunes, and it is only going to be out of a podcast, but that is still the number one place, and the number one way to help out the show is to give a five-star review on iTunes. Yes. You can give whatever star review you think we deserve, and I think that you think that we deserve a five-star review. <laughs> Oh, man. We'll definitely catch up with us next week as we dive back into our original programming. For whatever next week's topic is. You know what it is? Could it be Mile High Club? Could it be more Dookie? (laughs) Could it be uh, not Dennis Quaid, but his brother? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. I'm back. (laughs) Should be interesting. We'll see you next week. Under the sea Darling, it's better Down where it's wetter Take it from me Up on the shore They work all day